just want to represent the community as best we can and mirror the community as best we can. So when people go into our health centers, uh, they feel like they're at home. Uh, and, uh, and, and that's something we've been striving to do, which I'm proud of my team we've been able to accomplish. Um, hopefully by the end of next month, we'll be serving close to 26,000 patients and growing. Uh, and, uh, and it's pretty exciting because uh, people are, are seeking us out, trying to figure out how do you do what you do. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you've been listening this year, that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year, and we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, the business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, business owners, and what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focusing on operations, the systems will set you free. So think about systems, think about flow, sustainability, potentially working out in your morning routine, waking up early, e-commerce, different business models. Think of the operations and the models that basically set up the foundation to allow the creativity within organizations, but also to make sure the trains are running on time and things are going as they should. Now, this is extremely important because we often can turn to the sexy parts of business and forget about the operations and how important that is. So I really want to focus this month on this specific topic. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the I Am CEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Oscar Delgado of Community Health Alliance. Oscar, super excited to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm a big fan. Yes, I'm a fan of all the awesome things that you're doing as well, too. And of course, before we jumped into that, I'm going to read a little bit more about Oscar so you can see why I'm so much of a fan. And Oscar's understanding of the power of compassionate healthcare began when he was a child accompanying his mom on errands around Reno and Sparks. His mom helped support her family as a housekeeper in the maternity ward of Washoe Medical Center. Now it's renowned. As one of the handful of Spanish speakers, she was called to provide translation services for Spanish-speaking patients who were navigating a largely English-speaking hospital. They thanked Oscar's mom for her assistance during a stressful during these stressful times, and these moments stuck with Oscar, and he's devoted his career to ensuring that all the members of his community receive caring, respectful, and helpful attention to their medical needs. An experienced and innovative leader, Oscar serves as Chief Executive Officer of Community Health Alliance, where he works with a team of nearly 300 medical and administrative professionals who meet the needs of primarily low-income patients. With seven clinic locations, as well as a mobile clinic serving the Reno-Sparks metropolitan area of Northern Nevada, Community Health Alliance provides care to more than 25,000 patients. Oscar provides strategic leadership to the organization, works closely with other community groups as well, and ensures that the $31 million annual budget of Community Health Alliance provides top-flight health care. 
under Oscar's leadership, the Community Health Alliance takes pride in being healthcare that is the equal of any in the region. And when he was named CEO in early 2019, he brought more than a decade of healthcare experience to the position. And he spearheaded outreach and development programs and improved health outcomes in underrepresented areas. And he also played important roles in ensuring that multicultural communities get the word out about state-sponsored health insurance plans. He worked closely with families of children with learning and physical and behavioral disabilities. And even while he worked long hours on healthcare issues, Oscar also served since 2012 as a member of the Reno City Council. And he's been an effective advocate for quality of life improvements in the ward he represents as well too. And he's been a leader of the entire city on issues ranging from zoning, recreation to public safety. Even as he has blossomed into a respected, effective leader, Oscar never is far from that boy that dedicated to the lessons of respectful compassion he learned from his mother. Oscar, I love all the awesome things you're doing. Love your story even more. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Let's do it, man. I appreciate that very much. Absolutely. I appreciate you and let's definitely make it happen. So to kick everything off, I know I touched on a little bit, but I want to hear a little bit more on what I call your CEO story. We'll let you get started with all the awesome work you're doing. Uh, thank you. Thank you again. And uh, to start for that, the, the long bio, appreciate that so much. Uh, <laughs> it, it just has me, you know, reflecting back and reminiscing about the all the time I spent here in, in the Reno Sparks area. I've uh, been so blessed to be in such a great community here. Uh, both of my parents actually uh, came, migrated from Mexico back in the late 60s. And so I have three brothers, uh, all of us raised here in the city of Sparks, which is basically a suburb of the city of Reno. But very much all immigrant stories, they worked hard, extremely hard for a better future. And along those lines, working hard and sacrifice for them, what I learned early from them was the need to make sure that you served, uh, that you helped. There was somebody alongside you that, that needed a little bit of help that you would take them along, that you would ex to ex try and explain to them what the processes are, how to seek help in, in order to make sure that they're successful. And that was something my dad and my mom shared with me early on. Other people's successes are, your, are our successes, not only for us, but for our neighborhood, for our community and for everyone. And so and that's just been like the journey of my life. And at any which time I could, I was always about serving. I was helping people. And just the joy when you're able to see someone, because I saw how my mom's face would light up and her smile when people would go and seek her out and say, thank you, Maria. Thank you for uh, explaining and having that conversation with me and my doctor, because uh, it was just so stressful and now we're better for it. Uh, and that's really just led me to being able to be a public servant, whether it's on government as a city council member or just in these leadership positions in healthcare to be an advocate to ask the questions uh, in an appropriate manner to say, why are we not getting the health care that we all deserve? And how do we get past some of these barriers? Because uh, ultimately, we all want the same thing, and that's to be healthy, safe, uh, and, and enjoying the, the comforts of all of our hard work. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely love and appreciate your story. And we can definitely realize that it's not just something you want to do. It's not just something you quote unquote should do. It's, it's a necessary thing that we need within societies, especially to continue to see those improvements and see the change that we want to see happen in the world. Absolutely. It's, I, I hear it all the time. And in the, the smallest uh, ripple effect that that creates is, is transforming at times. I was at an elementary school yesterday where a parent said, Oscar, thank you for, for doing this. And I was like, my focus was uh, broader and global in terms of how we we're able to go out and bring our medical mobile units over to go provide uh, free uh, physicals for kids and, and, and do the school vaccines get going. So like we had so many issues previously, but you guys were able to go. It was 
very thoughtful and done. And uh, because of that, uh, we were able to knock out everything. Our kids went to school healthy and, uh, and safe. And you guys had all these other services I had no idea about. And uh, that's that, that, that hits you in the heart. That hits you in the heart. It's not just about soft things where you see something on media or you say, come and get this. It's, it's those meaningful conversations that you have with the, with the community. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I know um, I read a little bit and you touched on a little bit too on how you serve the clients and the people in the community. Could you take us through a little bit more on what that looks like and how you're making that impact there? Yeah, as an FQHC, which Community Health Alliance is, and it's a federally qualified health center. And FQHCs, for those that, that are listening, are something that was created back in the 60s as a way of a war against poverty. And so it was a way to get access into communities of need where you had those deserts, those access issues in, in terms of, of medical services. And so what we really seek out to do in the best way we can is to make sure that we go into those communities that are underserved. In addition to that is learning from the communities about what types of programs they need uh, and how can we efficiently and effectively and more than anything, make sure that they're quality services when we go in there. Um, so what Community Health Alliance does, is we provide primary care. We do uh, dental, we do behavioral health. We also have a food prescription program. We have uh, pharmacies. Uh, in addition to some of those, uh, we have a WIC program, which is women, infant, and children. We work with the state of Nevada. We're able to go out and make sure we're able to get people in and make sure that they're eligible uh, right on the spot. Uh, we also work with them in terms of navigation, trying to figure out what's, what's this craziness about insurances and what does that mean to me or, or how do I make sure I get the most appropriate one for the most bang out of the buck that we can do. In addition to making sure that we reflect the community that we are trying to support. Of the nearly 300 team members that I have here at Community Health Alliance, 70% of them are bilingual. And so it really helps from having individuals that are bilingual from the front office to the back of the office, and in addition to that, to our providers. It eases the, the sometimes the discomfort, the stressors when you go in talking about your health care, because we all know that can get very complicated. That's very personal. And, and you may want to talk about and have that conversation with, with your mother tongue. Uh, in addition to that, we just want to represent the community as best we can and mirror the community as best we can. So when people go into our health centers, uh, they feel like they're at home. Uh, and, uh, and, and that's something we've been striving to do, which I'm proud of my team. We've been able to accomplish. Hopefully by the end of next month, we'll be serving close to 26,000 patients and growing. And, and it's pretty exciting because people are, are seeking us out, trying to figure out how do you do what you do? And again, it's all comes down to just being thoughtful, being respectful, and, and listening to the community members about what is it that you are looking for and how do we fill that need. Yes, I definitely appreciate that. And I almost wonder, I know you touched on this a little bit. I was going to ask you a little bit for your secret sauce, and it could be for the organization, yourself personally, or a combination of both. But it almost feels like you for lack of a better term, meet people where they are, whether we're talking about, you know, serving, serving them, or you talked about being bilingual, just all those things to really meet people where they are to make sure that at the end of the day, they have a really great experience. And you are really hammering home that need to serve. Yeah. One of the great things too about an FQHC is that over 50% of my board, governing board, my bosses have to be patients. Uh, we are patients. And so to know that uh, we are serving them and they come back to me and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking about and really taking those questions uh, to heart and saying, how do we better serve or answer that question is, is something that is really part of my sauce of saying, um, how do you make sure you stay connected? You know, How do you stay grounded? How do you make sure you don't now all of a sudden 
you're disconnected from who you're best serving and, and why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, for me, it's always important to stay grounded and staying humble uh, and, and asking those questions, surrounding yourself with really what's what's the why and, and really enjoying that. It's a passion, right? It's not forced. And so for me, it's going into our neighborhoods and, you know, going to a local restaurant and having conversations uh, and making sure that people, uh, it's not something that I'm just being reactive to social media trend or hashtag, right? It's saying, what's what's the meaningful pieces that I can take away from this and not ever forgetting why I do what I do. Uh, and that's really just been the heart of everything I've ever done. And, and my secret is do what you want to do and give your heart into it uh, and, and you won't ever go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you said that word hard and it really resonated with me. So um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? For me, it's, I, I read a lot. I read tons, right? I just, I'm constantly, consciously always reading white papers and, and reading your, your latest healthcare executive uh, articles. But for me, my biggest hack is actually surrounding myself with people that are not in the healthcare realm. It's, it's, it's surrounding myself with people that are, whether they're colleagues, friends, or just people that I've, I've been able to, to, to really respect in terms of what they've been able to accomplish is finding and, and, and surrounding yourself with people that are going to be honest with you, that are going to be honest, going to be frank, and going to also be willing to motivate and push you. And, and, and those are so important to have that balance of people that surround that you surround yourself with. Yeah, absolutely. That's when you start to have those mastermind conversations, you have that iron sharpening iron. So what would you consider to be a CEO nugget, which is a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice is something I like to say, you might tell your younger business self if you were to hop into a time machine or potentially tell a client as well. Yeah, you know, for me, it's is going back on what I just shared is get it, get out of your comfort zones, get out of your silos. Um, Make yourself get comfortable with the idea you're going to be uncomfortable for quite some time. And, and, and that's just uh, being able to wake up in the morning and go, oh, man, this is going to be nerve wracking, uh, but it's going to be healthy. It's, it's a healthy thing. It's a good thing. Uh, you know, attend meetings for the sake of attending them because uh, you may be able to grab some jargon, some word jargon. That you're, what does that mean or look like? Uh, and, and, and that's OK, you know, to go in walking out and saying, I had no idea what that was. It just went over my head, but I guarantee you go back a second or third time. Things are going to start to click. So I'm successful because of who raised me and who was around me. That was a part of my life. And, and, and as if you're able to go out there and just kill it as a big tech guy or as a, a CEO and make tons of money and be successful, God bless you. I'm great for that. But always come back around and make sure you give back. you be a part of where you're from and never forget yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Oscar, what does being a CEO mean to you? It's bringing forward an understanding that you have a vision that's not set in concrete, but it's an uh, organic, ever-changing vision that is compiled by your goals and the people you lead. It's, uh, but it's, it's really led by somebody as a CEO, as a leader to fulfill what that ultimate vision is that's been compiled by everyone around you. Uh, you know, that's in a nutshell, that's what a CEO is to me. It's not a one person at the top of the hierarchy or the top of an organizational chart. Um, the way I see my CEO position is I have, I'm right in the middle with everyone else. Uh, I just been lucky enough to 
have ultimately have the last say on how things can play out, but it's never done individually. It's never done on my own. It's always a team effort and it's always a vision of saying, uh, why are we here and why are we doing it? And, uh, and, and there was a part of it. I love it. So Oscar, truly appreciate that definition. Of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, find about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Uh, ultimately, again, for me, the base piece is we all come back as a better community, as a better world. We all advance each other and push each other and motivate each other. And so thank you for the opportunity. Everybody get out there, push each other. Uh, one thing I will leave you with is uh, during your journeys, take somebody along with you. Take somebody along with you. There's nothing worse than us living in a in a in a bucket full of crabs where you're pulling each other down. Let's flip that around. Let's pull each other up. And, and again, ultimately look in the mirror and say we're better off. We're all better for it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I truly appreciate that. We're gonna have the the information and everything in the show notes as well too, so that people can follow up with you. Find out about all the awesome things yeah. your team is is working on. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thanks, Emma. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Want to level up your business even more? Read blogs, listen to podcasts, and watch videos at cbnation.co. Also, check out our I Am CEO Facebook group. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.